starters we're not even the backups this is the third stringers podcast i'm your host noah Kratz, and to my left i've got justin hello 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 and today we're going to talk about nba offseason moves uh we kind of did the rockets uh about a week ago and we talked about how they really need to develop their young core uh and trade away some of their veteran players and today we're going to talk about the pistons um, and honestly, these two organizations are pretty similar, but I believe that the Pistons are a little farther along in the rebuild stage. Uh, so we're going to talk about some moves this uh, NBA offseason that we think that they should do. So the first thing that I think they should do is re-sign their young players to their restricted contracts. So we've got Dennis Smith Jr. and Jaime Diallo that were high upside players that they signed uh, when they were dropped by their respected teams. Um, for example, Den- Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, was dropped by the Knicks after the Porzingis trade. And when they initially signed him, I thought that this was a horrible move. And I thought he brought uh, kind of a toxic energy. But it's that's just his personality. And he likes to be the role player that he needs to be. And playing off Killian Hayes and learning from him uh, from his European days uh, has really helped Den Smith Jr. in his player development. And I think he is a high upside player that can really make a difference for the Detroit Pistons. Um, and then Jaime Diallo is a great power forward that plays really hard and is also another high upside player. And this is just something that NBA teams should really look for now. Yeah, they're not standout players, but you're not going to sign them to a lot of money. If you're spending $2 million on a player like Jaime Diallo, this is a great high upside player, and he could really turn into a star that could completely change your franchise around. Someone he reminds me of is uh, Siakam from the Raptors a few years ago when they went on that championship run. He was kind of undervalued, or underpaid for his value, and I think that was great for the Raptors to get to where they were. Um, first thing I would do if I were the Pistons rebuilding this offseason is I'm hoping to get lucky in the draft I'm thinking I gotta go for a three-point shooter either in the draft or I'm gonna try and get a three-point shooter in the offseason by either trading away a couple key players or just hoping for the best in that a free agent wants to sign to the Pistons yeah uh Cade Cunningham comes to mind Uh, I mean he's gonna be the player that every single franchise wants and if they get lucky enough to get the first overall pick, even if they don't need a point guard, they're still going to sign him just because he's that good. Uh, he's a better shooter and is very comparable to Ben Simmons. So that's what a lot of organizations see in him. And although that creates a lot of pressure, uh, he had a lot of pressure going into the college season and he exceeded those expectations. Um, another player that the Pistons should look in the draft is Jalen Green. Uh, I know he didn't play in college and 
that mentality is a little off-putting to some of the NBA organizations, but he played very well with the G League and should be considered for that shooting guard position, like Justin said, for that three-point spot. Um, another thing that I think that they should do is try to keep the payroll low. I know that's going to be hard to do, especially with the Blake Griffin dead money still on the books. Um, but after this year, their their team really takes on a lot less of a cap hit. They drop down to, I think, about $50 million, uh, after the 2021-22 season. And most of that is because the Blake Griffin contract is off the books. Um, but... I really don't think that they should get carried away and push. They should really just play patient and wait for a star to get disgruntled. And maybe Dwayne Casey can bring this team to close enough where we think that we can make a playoff run. Kind of banking off of that, I think another high point for the Pistons is that their GM, Troy Weaver, has been doing a great job. I think getting rid of... I mean, I know it wasn't fully his decision, but getting rid of Blake Griffin was a great move. Signing Dennis Smith Jr., signing some of these smaller guys, and even just just his presence in the front office, I think is a great bonus for the Pistons. I think having that front office that supports you and knows that it's we're not we're not the Pistons aren't going to be a Lakers. They're not going to have the the stars wanting to sign there. So having these young guys that just want to grind and make the team better kind of like a Jeremy Grant like that is what they need and that's who they need to support and kind of build off of going in the future saying that though I think and something that the Pistons should consider although I'm not a huge fan of it would be to trade Jeremy Grant I think from coming off this past season where he was almost a all-star he has a lot of value to some teams he's going into his prime at 27 years old and a couple teams I could see him going to are either Chicago Bulls, where they would potentially trade for Colby White, who kind of fills my thought earlier of being a nice catch-and-shoot scorer, and he would kind of be like a Kyrie Irving this season, where he's a point guard, but he'll be playing off the ball a lot. And then another option that Jeremy Grant could go to would be Atlanta Hawks. So the Hawks are looking to kind of supplement Trey Young, and I think having a nice core of Trey Young, Jeremy Grant, and Clint, Clint Capella would be a nice way for them to go in the future. And they're going to be losing John Collins, so they'll have the space for Jeremy Grant's contract. And I think that they could, the Pistons could get some nice picks and maybe even Daniil Gallinari to kind of bring a veteran presence to help support the young guys that the Pistons have brought in recently. And he also... He can stretch the floor. He's not. I wouldn't say he's known for his three-point shooting, but he can stretch the floor as a nice stretch four, and that's how the NBA plays now. So that's just a good spot for him, and I think they would get good value out of those picks in the future. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, Jeremy Grant's only 27, though. I could see the Pistons holding on to him and waiting to make a run, especially with him as their primary scorer. And let's be honest... I really don't think Jeremy Grant would be putting up these numbers if he was the second option on any team. I think a lot of it is because the Pistons were so bad and so star-deprived that he just kind of fell into the organization and became a star. I mean, he was at the at the beginning of the season, he was considered an all-star and 
he kind of fell off a little after that. Uh, but I mean, with the, through the first like 15 games, I think he was averaging almost 25 a night, which is amazing. And I think just a lot of that is because the Pistons were so star deprived and needed a score and he just kind of fell into their lap. Um, but it would be interesting to see Jeremy Grant on the Hawks because he would be a great supplement to Trey Young. And Trey Young just needs another player like that that has that mentality of score first. And I think that they just need another star rather than these role players that can shoot threes. Um, for example, like the like Gallinari or even Bogdanovich. And they just need another star like that. So it would be kind of interesting, but the Pistons shouldn't be the one pushing it because, I mean, he only, he's only making $20 million a year, which in the NBA really isn't that much for an all-star. Uh, but they should look at other options as well. Don't push Don't push it. Yeah, I definitely – I wouldn't want to see him go just being a Pistons fan. I think he definitely brings value, and he brings that, like, that mentality that Detroit has to grind for this. And we have we're, – we're not going to beat the Lakers. We're not going to beat the Clippers just on star power. So we need to have that grind and need to have that hustle. And I think Jeremy Grant's a good player that embodies all of that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, going back to the GM thought, Troy Weaver has done a great job. He missed an opportunity with Obi Toppin when he selected Killian Hayes and Obi Toppin was still on the board. And I thought that this would just be another 10 years of a horrible GM. But besides that move... He made a lot of moves in the NBA draft to draft these young stars, like Isaiah Stewart, who has played great on the second half of the season. And the other one would be Sadiq Bey, who has turned into a great three-point shooter, but in the modern NBA times, I mean, you need a whole team that can shoot threes. So if they could draft another young star who can shoot threes like Jalen Green, if Cade Cunningham is not on the board, this is a great secondary option. And I believe Troy Weaver will make that move because... He has done a great job so far. I just wish he would have drafted Obi Toppin because Obi Toppin has the star power in him and has better upside than Killian Hayes, in my opinion. Killian Hayes would be a great option if we were a playoff team now and we didn't have the time to develop Obi Toppin, but we do. And it's uh, it's just so frustrating because he was one pick away and had... Oh my gosh, he had the opportunity to draft him. Yeah, Obi Toppin would have been a great pick. I think he brings the fun, energetic side of the NBA that we don't get a lot in most players. Like, I think Steph kind of brings that for the Warriors, where he's just kind of, he knows he's the best, so he can kind of get away with it more. But Obi Toppin would just be fun to watch and a nice boost for the Pistons. And like you said, they could have developed him in the next coming years. It's not like the Pistons fans are expecting a playoff run soon. So get a star, develop him and then see where you go in about four or five years. Yeah, for sure. I think I just think that Troy Weaver just made the safe pick and didn't want to screw up his first ever NBA draft pick, and I think that's why he chose Killian Hayes. But I would I just disagree with it just because of what Obi Toppin did in college yeah. and what he made Dayton out to be. Yeah, and I, think, I don't think Killian Hayes was a bad pick. He was definitely the safer pick, but he wasn't like a Darko. Where right. you pick him and he's gone next year. He, he was he was a solid pick, and I'm not mad at it. Obi Toppin would have been more fun to watch, but I think Killian Hayes was a solid pick. And like you said, Troy Weaver's been doing a great job. I'm not mad at him at all. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but other than that, 
I think that's it for the Pistons. Uh, I think next time we're going to do the Cleveland Cavaliers and maybe another Western team. Uh, not sure yet, but but we'll give you an update. Uh, but that's pretty much it, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at Stringers3RD and on Instagram at Third Stringers Podcast. And we're on TikTok now. Just look up the uh, Third Stringers Podcast and you'll see our logo. Thanks, guys. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.